You are now listening to Easily Influenced, a weekly show where we unpack the latest in influencer news and digital culture. This show is brought to you by Cork, the UK's leading influencer intelligence and digital trend forecasting agency. I'm Jennifer Adatoro, Cork's culture editor and YouTube enthusiast. I'm Lucinda, Cork's food and travel editor and unofficial drag expert. And I'm Chloe, Cork's fashion and beauty editor obsessed with the deepest, darkest corners of fandom. On today's show, we'll be discussing the influencer who crashed their website after a rebrand, the YouTube collective who broke up, and the former pack creative who announced his return to YouTube. But first, our weekly recommendations. My weekly recommendation is an interview or a masterclass rather with Candice Brathwaite. I'm not sure. I think that's how you say her name. It was on Reggie 8's Pass the Mic, which is sort of like a platform that spotlights creatives and just like different talent. And so in this masterclass, she was interviewed by Julie Adenuga. And it was pretty much kind of exploring, you know, her background, her life, why she wrote I Am Not Your Baby Mother, her experiences with colorism and her experience being a dark skinned black woman in the influencer industry. So, yeah, I just found it really, really informative, really interesting. And the chemistry between the two is like really, really like funny. Like I really enjoyed it. That sounds sounds really good. I really like her as well. Yeah, Yeah. same. She is so honest. Mm. Like it. Mm. Like, I feel like you don't really get that a lot in the influencer space, but she is so honest and I rate her so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen up everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you guys? So the last week I haven't been very well. So excuse my voice. It was a little bit croaky. But so while lying in bed, kind of in the dark, I've been listening to the Thug Notes series on YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> which I really like. Um And it's basically it's uh, by Wisecrack and it's just this like gangster character and he reviews different like classic literature. So like Lolita, Hamlet, Macbeth. I did Lord of the Flies, which is really funny because I find that book really funny in general, although I don't think it's supposed to be a comedy. And it's just it's just really nice. I don't know if I would recommend it for um, like actual literature students, because I remember when I was doing my degree and I would just be like on cliff notes, like shit, what actually happened in this book? Yeah. But um, I think it is definitely, it's really funny. I really enjoyed it. And you can, you don't need to watch him. You can just put it on in the background and just like mong out for like an hour relearning different literature. And then you can go to parties and pretend like you've read all these books and impress people <laughs> I with love your that. extensive knowledge. That. It's really good. <laughs> I, I recommend it. Um, it's certainly like a very different take because obviously all these like classic literature, they're very, they're very proper, they're very white. And then <laughs> just like a very different take on these books, which I think is needed for life. So yeah, yeah. that's why I've been... <laughs> That's what I've been listening to this week. Chloe, what about you? So I've been trying to get back into YouTube still. And there's this guy who I used to watch all the time called Tristan. Um, I don't actually know how to pronounce his surname. I should have checked this before. Paredes? 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 But he's like a vocal coach and he just reacts to different people's performances and singles. Uh, oh, yeah, and I Oh, is it. he I the guy who so did James Charles? Yes. Okay. And he was very, <laughs> very critical him. of James Charles. Um but yeah, I just find him really entertaining. And he took a massive like hiatus from YouTube like last year. And I hadn't really checked back in since then. And I watched everything. I know nothing about singing, but I like to watch it and feel like I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would really like that? My mum. 
my mum's favorite thing on youtube is to look up the best slash worst voice auditions she loves like watching just the auditions and like x-factor auditions so i think if you're the sort of person who just likes the best and worst of shows and then someone being really critical you would really like that yeah. that explains a lot about why i like it there are certain auditions i like to go back to and watch from like old american idol auditions and stuff like comfort ones i like to rewatch to mm, say it's always good to see you know where kelly clarkson came from mm. love seeing and watching her early beginnings <laughs> i love that so now for the news portion of our podcast Dexter Black returned to YouTube for the first time since the controversial end of the fashion channel PAC. Is it PAC or PAQ? I have no idea. I always say PAC. I've said both, yeah. I'm saying PAC. Um, It's dead. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) So PAC was obviously this channel created by Kyra and it was these group of friends. They were already friends before and they were just, you know do like fashion reviews and lots of different stuff and it worked really well because they were friends they had really great chemistry but then it all kind of came crumbling down and there were lots of accusations of like bullying and cultural appropriation and it was just terrible and now for the first time we've seen one of them re-emerge from this like disaster and is actually doing something else and people are really interested in it. Chloe! You actually wrote an article about this and it was really good. Thank Um, you. So what's your professional insights on this? (laughs) I just love the fact like people are so excited for them to come back to YouTube to do like anything. Like all the comments were like, I don't care if you do fashion. I don't care if the other guys aren't in any of the videos. Like, I'm just so happy that you're back. Yeah. Which I think is so sweet. They have such a dedicated audience. Like they turned their back on Kyra at the moment. Like Pat came forward and said, that they should turn their back on Kyra like they did it yeah they're so loyal I mean I'm really excited to see how they like proceed moving forward because I think they should still try and work together and just kind of recreate maybe not entirely the same sort of format as as PAC or PAQ whatever you want to call them but like kind of something similar because I know people would actually genuinely love that and Mm. I feel like it'd be really interesting you know to work with other creatives in that space that sort of you know, were under Kyra's belt. Not necessarily Naver, but like other shows, like for example, um, Damn Shack used to be in, had a series with Kyra. And I know there are like so many like creatives who kind of like spoke up about like the abuse and, you know, like allegations against Kyra. So I think that'd be really, really cool if they all kind of like banded together and created mm-hmm. like a really big um, project together. Like one, yeah. see, like a super group against yeah. Kyra. I would love that. I think it'd be really good. It's so funny that like Kyra put all this money into these groups and they're the ones who kind of obviously were so invested. But at the end of the day, the audience doesn't watch, doesn't care about who's funding it or whatever. They care about the personalities and the hosts and the people yeah. that they've like bonded yeah. with. And, you know, and YouTube audiences, as we know, are very loyal and they're mm-hmm. very, they are willing to like travel across platforms and accounts for their favorite influencers um and this is what's going to happen and it's really exciting I feel like it's like the first time they actually get to be free it's like a yeah like a butterfly yeah Mm. and they deserve to reap like the financial benefits of it because I I assume it was the same for them but I don't know if you guys read the vice piece that they did about um the end of Kyra and they were talking to one of the girls from Naver 
and they were saying how much they got paid for the videos and it was like they had a certain like stipulation every week and it, I can't remember how much it was but it, it was like very very little like nothing in the region of what the channel was actually making like yeah. they deserve to actually get that success for themselves because without them it was dead like people just wanted the chemistry anyway so yeah, yeah exactly no. which is why neighbor mm. didn't really work as well no well they weren't friends were they, they weren't friends they weren't no. it, was, it was very forced and like listening to all their like youtube videos about it and their live streams and the, like the drama surrounding them as a group yeah. now you can just tell that it was just inevitably going to end and i think when production companies or brands or businesses or whatever are looking to make these kind of collaborative ventures it's really important to make sure that the dynamics work really really well and that's why pack worked really well Mm. because they were friends from the get-go yeah I hope they start making like they rebrand themselves and start making content together and maybe the same for like the neighbor girls as well it'd be nice if they actually found because I'm sure they're very talented and they certainly deserve to be treated way better than they've been treated Mm. and actually find like a dynamic that works for them and well they it. don't get along yeah no they don't like they've oh, got it's... separately not together maybe find but that but that's the thing they all had like successful platforms beforehand mm-hmm. so like it wasn't going to work to take them from these like solo stars to then force them into it's like trying to take like random solo singers and force them into a band like it doesn't yeah, really work exactly So YouTube Collective, the e-boys, consisting of Will and E, James Marriott, I'm Alex and Mimulus, um, announced that they are dismantling their joint channel and podcast. However, the group shared that they will um, still be making content together. I find this quite interesting because out of all the groups on YouTube, they're sort of like, in the UK at least, they're quite, like, they're one of the smaller ones, I would say, like in comparison to Beta Squad and Sidemen. Yeah. And so it's interesting that they felt a lot of pressure and stress from creating this brand, even though as well that there's only four of them. And so they decided to dismantle the group. And I don't know, I just find it, I find it so interesting that like, I can see side men, for example, like dismantling in the next couple of years, because the amount of effort it must take to create their videos is insane. And I don't know how mm. they do it. It's unsustainable. I mean, it's yeah. going to get to a point where they're not, they're just not going to be able to keep doing it. 100%. But also, I suppose there's more of them. Mm, um, yeah. Whereas, obviously, for e-boys, like you said, there's only four. And maybe it came to a point where, like, they're, just, they're not able to compete with Beta Squad and Sidemen. Maybe. So, like, maybe yeah. they just thought, maybe maybe this isn't working. Let's try something else or go solo. Mm, I mean, they did yeah. say that they were still going to create content and still... I'm surprised that they did. They weren't going to keep the podcast going. Yeah, same. I think mm. it would have been really smart to have actually kept the podcast because yeah because it would have been it would have been it would have been different because obviously they're now doing different things the content that they would actually have to talk about when getting together would have been new and it would have been more you know fresh as well I'm really surprised that they didn't do that but maybe they're going to start something else maybe they want to rebrand and maybe that's why they got rid of everything they're like I mean the (laughs) e-boys I don't like the name <laughs> I don't like I, mean, I just think of like e-girls on TikTok and like that image but yeah I think also it's partly maybe wanting to focus on their own personal brands mm-hmm. um and sort of redirect their attention to their own personal YouTube channels because I think with Sidemen and Beta Squad for example well Sidemen in particular they know how to balance it quite well 
beta squad lean more to actually creating more content on their personal channels they actually don't really upload as much on their shared channel so I think maybe maybe they just felt maybe e-boys just felt like they were kind of losing themselves in terms Mm. of their own personal brand do you know maybe that's the case I guess it's kind of like neighbor again where you have to try and like gel everyone's personalities and like tastes and interests yeah it isn't sustainable to like ignore what you do and don't like for that long yeah exactly I feel like group dynamics don't last long anyway I mean not just Mm. on like social media but also like looking at musical bands I think it's really hard to be part of like a collective where you're individually so talented but like you're only seen as like one Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. must be really hard I mean look at Destiny's Child like we couldn't <laughs> contain Beyonce for so long but it's good it's a good way of like catapulting yourself into like the limelight mm-hmm. and then yeah. when you've got that light on you it's like okay well now that we've got your attention we're gonna actually do our own thing yeah yeah do the e-boys have a Beyonce yeah they do actually oh who was that I think well this is oh. my own personal like observations I think their Beyonce is Will Any just because he's been doing the most work outside of, from what I've seen with other content creators and brands. So he has like three different series on JD's official YouTube channel. Um, So he has Don't Crack, he has Big Facts, and then he has another one that they just released. So he's quite busy actually in that sense. So maybe that's partly maybe that played a part maybe that's why I wonder if it's like he's broken free and it's like I've got all of these other opportunities I don't have time to yeah continue with this yeah exactly whereas the others I haven't seen as much I've seen him invite them to like these shows on JD but I haven't really seen them do much independent work so maybe that's why they maybe they're going to use this as an opportunity to sort of focus on on that yeah now it's quite a crucial time though for them like they need mm. to start hustling and breaking free especially if this will any is leading the way you want to get left behind <laughs> james alex beam and the other one <laughs> oh, i feel really bad now sorry sorry memeless memeless i'm really i, I, I want to see what he looks like underneath the glasses and sort of the bandana that he puts on his face Wait, so do you never see... I've never watched them, so do you never see his face? Yeah, you never see his face. No one's ever seen oh, his face. That's like... That um, what's he called? Corpse... Corpse Husband? Is that what he's called? The know. gamer. He's a gamer, and he has he has a like a, a throat thing, which means he talks oh. in like a really, really deep oh. voice, and it's so hot. I personally love <laughs> deep voices. I was not expecting <laughs> to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's, like, quite, quite kind of, like... Like a, like a gothic-y kind of rock. Oh, it's really hot. You, but you don't, we You're don't really know what You're really blushing like. there, Lucinda. I don't know, it's something about a voice. Something about a voice really does it for me. He's not Northern though, so. Oh, kidding, kidding. His chances are ruined. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just as like a little side note. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited to see what these boys do. Yeah, same. I'm definitely um, intrigued to see like where they go in terms of rebranding their personal brands and also how they're gonna reframe working with each other I think that'd Mm. be really interesting yeah yeah definitely so moving away from YouTube um lifestyle vlogger and blogger Lydia Millen recently shared a vlog revealing that she has rebranded her website and her blog 
So she's now going to be reorienting the website and it's going to be more lifestyle focused. So she's going to look at gardening, which she's been very into lately, more home stuff and not just like the luxury fashion she's known for. So what I found interesting about this is that I've always sort of blogs as being like a dying breed. Like I can't remember (laughs) the last time I sat there and was like, I'm going to read so-and-so's blog. But the website crashed within a couple of hours and it didn't come, as far as I'm aware, it's not back up. It probably is by this point, but it was down for quite a long time. And people are ready for it. They are ready to read a blog again. And I don't know if it's just Lydia Millen fans who are ready or whether, I don't know, are are you guys ready to return to blogs? I think quite a lot of people are actually returning to blogs, but not in like the like old school format that Lydia um, is sort of returning. I think they're returning Mm. by using like new mediums, like newsletters, like quite a lot of people have created newsletters and now they're using that as their way of blogging. And now it, it's also providing revenue, like we spoke about this, you know, um, in one of the previous episodes. So I think it's sort of taking that new format, which I'm open to, and I actually quite like, because you would have never caught me on a blog back in the day, because they were so boring and dry, and I hated the layout of it. Yeah, so, and it was always the same stuff. It yeah, was like ten things I recommend watching on Netflix, and it'd be a picture <laughs> of their legs next to our laptop. I'm yeah. like, They're like big it. Netflix TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of different candles that none of us can afford. Yeah. And massive fire hazards because they're always mm. like on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The candle on the bed. <laughs> yep. But no, I didn't think about newsletters actually being like blogging. There's one I subscribe to called um, Tigers Are Better Looking. And it goes to, like a really niche topic every single week. And it's so interesting. And I really that's look forward cool. to it. Yeah. But mm. I forgot about newsletters. Yeah. There's like true. so many, like, there's just so many influencers doing that right now. And I just think it's really, really smart move but with Lydia do you feel like she's trying to kind of make her own version of like poosh and like those kind of I can imagine she is yeah (laughs) I can see that it felt it really gave me that kind of vibe she does like position herself as an authority in these areas Mm -hmm. like whether it's conscious or not and that's the vibe of her following now I think Mm. yeah it's kind of a little culty but very like a wellness cult yeah yeah. She'll be selling vagina candles. That's the oh next God. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Like, if she does one of those, this is what my vagina smells like candles. Who would um, buy that? Sorry. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just intrigued to see, like, how her blog is, is going to work and how it's going to sustain. Um, yeah. I wonder, though, if people are just intrigued to see what it is. Mm. And mm. I want to, I'm, I'm interested to see who's going to actually stay. I'm interested to see if in six months it's still having as much uh, foot traffic as it is, well, it was as it yeah. was last week, because yeah. I think people are kind of like looking at it and like blogging is coming back in some ways. But I think, you know, if it's not, I think blogging is difficult to keep going because it requires, I think, a lot more or at least a different kind of energy than like making a YouTube video does. Yeah. Like, you have to think about it, you have to write it, you have to like it's very difficult to make something that's so like you are in control of like every aspect of what the person sees. Like you've got to make sure that like the font and the colors and all of that and the design looks good. And then also that the content itself is really interesting. Yeah. It requires a lot of work. And I feel like blogs are like the first thing to go when an influencer becomes big or um, gets like, you know has children or has other like campaigns or like projects going on the blog is the first thing that they like drop immediately yeah so I hope it but you know they can be really informative especially if it's done well 
So, and I need to know about her gardening tips, obviously. Yeah. We all do. I, for Mm. one, will not be um, reading, just putting that out there. I'm I'm not sure how many people are interested in the gardening content, because if you read the comments on the video, people were like, enough with the garden, Lydia. (laughs) Leave it alone. Lydia's like one of those people, bless her, who I just feel like is so desperate to fill her time. Yeah. And like doesn't know how to do it. And she's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to redecorate this room five times in like two years. Like, I feel like she just needs to, like she's looking for purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like hasn't found it yet. That's true. She loves her like passion projects. I hope one day she, I don't know, finds meaning and content (laughs) contentment that's what she needs do you not feel like she's content right now (laughs) (laughs) took a weird turn for Lydia Um, (laughs) sorry I'm I'm trying not to be mean about Lydia (laughs) because knowing how she will tune in yeah that's what I'm worried about of all the people and then she'll be like slander yeah yeah we're not being mean it's just our observation right Stop redecorating your room so many times if you don't want us to be concerned about you. So we're going to do something a little bit different this week and we have a new segment called Like, Subscribe, Block. So it's basically like Snog, Marry, Avoid, but we don't want to do that to influencers. Instead, (laughs) we're going to either like them, we're going to subscribe to them, or we're going to block them. So these are all people who are submitted by followers on our Instagram or on the Cork Instagram and we're going to decide which person we want to like, subscribe, or block based on our opinions of their content and of them. Yes, purely our own opinions, our own individual opinions. So, yes. yeah, don't freak it's, out. It's it's nothing too deep. So it's not that deep. Don't block us. <laughs> <laughs> so the people we're choosing between this week that we had submitted by you guys were Amelia Liana, Sophia and Cynthia. And Grace Beverly. So, Jen, do you want to start with who you want to like, subscribe, block? I'm not going to lie. I don't really watch or engage with any of these people's contents. <laughs> don't really know them that in depth. So I'm sorry if I offend anyone. I'm just going off first look. So I'm going to like Grace Beverly. I'm going to subscribe to Sophia and Cynthia. And then I'm going to block Amelia Liana. Because the one thing I remember about her is that tear guide that she made and I just found that really <laughs> really strange wasn't it like uh, 15 pounds as well was yeah 15 pounds which is yeah. yeah to give context to that she did a she did a breakup guide and there was a tear tracker in there which you could fill in how many tears you had shed yeah paying um, to track your own tears is a yeah. whole to new me, level that of is, flow yeah to me that is just very alarming so for that reason Amelia I'm gonna have to block you um, I hope there's no hard feelings, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very diplomatic. Yeah. What about you, Lucinda? I'm going to like, I'm going to like Amelia Liana. Again, I'm not really keen, as in I'm not, 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 not keen. I just don't really watch any of these people. But from what I've seen, this is purely on a superficial level. Um, like Amelia Liana, because whilst I don't like the tier guide it did make me laugh I remember when I found out about it for like a good hour so um and you've got a I respect the audacity to even create that in the first place 
um i'm gonna subscribe to sophia and chintzia because i really like their friendship they seem like good friends and apparently their podcast is really good uh, the girls bathroom so i'm gonna you know in the name of friendship subscribe to them nice <laughs> um and then I'm blocking grace beverly because uh I, I don't like her and she does too much work for one person and i feel like if if i was to subscribe subscribe or like her it would just be a lot of effort she'd make me feel bad about myself she's constantly doing things and like the idea that you have to have like multiple jobs multiple businesses multiple like everything is just ridiculous you don't have to if you Mm. just want to work nine to five that's okay yeah you just want to do one thing that's okay and i i we i just don't think we'd get on we're not we're very different people (laughs) sometimes I just want to lie in bed Grace let me do that (laughs) and finally Chloe what about you um so unlike an opposite opinion I have watched all of these people so I have strong feelings on all of them so I'm going to like Amelia as well just because like you know I think she's sweet like she's just making her content with her flowery dresses and living her life good for her I'm going to subscribe to Sphere and Chintzia because I love them. I love their outfits so much, like to like a creepy extent. I need to like buy things that other people wear, <laughs> not just buy what they wear. <laughs> like it's a bit weird. Like I was in Zara the other day and like I actually brought up that Instagram as like a reference point as to oh what I wanted. <laughs> that is what but you call true influence. It is mm. true influence. And I also love that podcast. And then I'm also, oh my God, mine have been the same as yours, Lucinda. I'm also going to block Grace Beverly because, like, full disclosure, I haven't read her book. Maybe I'll read it and I'll feel differently. But I find her her style of productivity quite toxic. And I don't really think she recognises her privilege enough. She kind of says she does and then starts to make excuses for it straight away, which I'm like, that's not really doing any good. And... I say this actually as I sit here and I wear Tyler leggings, <laughs> but, <laughs> but this was before I knew about how there are just kind of greenwashing elements to Tala, and I don't think the brand is very transparent about the production process, which is really hypocritical considering it's a sustainable fashion brand. And mm. just because the materials are made sustainably doesn't mean it's an ethical brand and there needs to be some kind of distinction between that yeah yeah so. if you're not paying your laborers um a decent living wage you're no. not you're not an ethical brand yeah no if you're not paying the influencers who are promoting you if you're making it in a different factory to where you say you're making it if you're going to house parties in the middle of a pandemic and lying about it <laughs> yeah I don't know lots of problems but I used to love our YouTube channel back in the day so you're good for youtube now, about though, right but she's good for youtube now she's deleted her youtube channel she's moved on that's all grace we need to look at the new grace now oh wait she's actually can i change mine can, can yes. i change mine okay i'm gonna i'm gonna oh i don't I, I don't really care too passionately about any of these people but i like i'm gonna like amelia i'm going to subscribe to sophia and since and i'm going to block grace just because she d- deleted her youtube account and no one just, disses youtube like no that. no one disses you my baby youtube like that and <laughs> no one should ever think they're too good for youtube because youtube is the platform it's the blueprint it's the most sustainable platform there is mm. so 
Yeah. Yeah. YouTube's going to be exactly. here forever. It's not going exactly. anywhere. Exactly. No, it's not. Like, Which is why I don't get, like, if you don't want to make content for YouTube anymore, you stop making content. But when you delete it, you kind of look like, you're like, oh, like, remember when I did that? Like, how yeah. embarrassing. Just yeah. leave it. Like, it doesn't matter. Just leave it up. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. we've all got the same opinions. Um, I'm sorry, Grace. I'm sure you're very <laughs> lovely in person. Mm. But I've blocked you. But you are now blocked. So congratulations to Sophia and Chintzy, who are our official subscribed and the winner of the first episode for this new game yay so the prize is nothing but the prize is nothing the prize is exposure that's what it is yes because they desperately need that because they desperately need exposure so here you go Mm -hmm. you're welcome take it or leave it (laughs) thank you for listening We'll be back next week with more news, thoughts and insights from the influencer space. But until then, don't forget to like, subscribe and follow us for more on Instagram at underscore easily influenced and at Cork Studio. See you soon.